very good goalie. They have uh, they have some toughness. But the Rangers are going to have to bring their unique style and their system and, and, and do what they do best, and that's roll four lines and, and get production from everybody at different times. You know, we can't expect to, uh, you know, rely on one guy. So uh, we're going to get work cut out for it, but I, I, I'm, I'm just – I'm just glad to be here. I am too. How how are you feeling going into this series? What is your your over? I'm not talking about your your level of confidence. I'm not talking about just your your general state of mind heading into this series. My state of mind, huh? Uh, my state of mind is right now. And listen, I know I'll take a little heat for this, but I just want the Rangers to play very respectable and have a respectful, uh, a really, a really respectful showing. I want them to give it their all, leave it all out on the, on the table, and if they're not the better team, they're not the better team. That's all I want to see. If they lose four games or two, I'm going to be proud of them. I'm proud of them already. I'm proud to be a Ranger fan. Just the excitement I've seen gone on, which is the conference win. That's where my headspace is. Everything else is gravy. If they win the Stanley Cup, I'm going to be happy as pig and, pig and shit. Uh, I mean, I just want them to play their game, and if they're not the better team, that's, I can live with that. But I can't, I can't live with them just throwing fucking, you know, disappearing for a couple of games like they've done in, in, in several of these series. Because LA's not going to have any of that. Right. They're not going to have any of that. Right. So uh, I, that's where I am. I just want okay. them. To, I want them to, just to make a good showing. Okay. Where's Where's your head headspace? I, I am I am completely at peace. <laughs> You're at peace. Completely at peace. You know, 1994 was just it was just much different than this. That team expected to win that team had to win that team was built to win you knew that if you knew that there was a good chance that if that team didn't win that year it was never going to happen there was just so much pressure there was it had built up for so many years of our lives and we had never ever seen what a Stanley Cup championship looked like and you you didn't sleep for a month and you and you, you thought about hockey all day long, and if they lost, your your day was ruined. You're not, I mean, it was awful. This time, much different. I'm much more zen. This has been an enjoyable ride. There's no pressure on this team. They're, they've made me extremely proud. I am completely at peace with whatever happens in the final. I would like to see them, at the very least, like you said, Get a game or two, preferably two, just to prove everybody wrong because people have been shitting all over them all week. The same team that couldn't beat the Flyers, the same team that couldn't beat the Penguins, the same team that couldn't beat the Canadians, now they can't beat the Kings because the Western Conference is so much better than the Eastern Conference. Well, you know what? The Rangers aren't playing the Western Conference. They've only got to play the Kings. And they've only got to beat them four out of seven. They've got to, There's no doubt about it. They have very little margin for error. Do I think yes. they can do it? Absolutely. Yeah, am I, I, think they can am do I? Am I? Am I? 
am I confident? Would I bet my house payment on it? No, I'm being realistic. Uh, right. But I am, I, and I told you guys this two weeks ago that I thought they would have a fairly. I didn't think it would go seven against the Canadians, but I told, but I said you better recalibrate your expectations because there is a good chance that being Eastern Conference champions may have to be enough. And I'm okay with that. That's not to say I don't want to win the Stanley Cup. That's not to say I don't want to order a brand-new T-shirt and hat when they come out. Right. If they'd have lost in 1994, I honestly don't know if I ever would have gotten over it. Ever. If they lose, I... I am at peace with whatever happens with this with this Stanley Cup final. I'm looking forward to seeing my first game tomorrow night. I'm going to the game. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have a good time. Win or lose, let the chips fall where they may. Listen, the I think there is more pressure on the younger Ranger fan who may not have gotten to enjoy the full. The, the full throttle of the 94 win, um, you know, they've oh, well. been suffering for, you know, for 10, 12 years now, whatever it might, might, up, might be. Uh, so they want to win this because they're here. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's something that they want and they need and they need to experience. Uh, for us guys that the, you know, we suffered, you know, I suffered since 75, that stupid Stanley Cup. Uh, well, it's not so stupid, but, you know, almost 20 years of watching Futility, and now the other Ranger fans now have suffered another 20 years. Oh, my God, I've been following this team almost 40 years? That's nuts. Anyway, <laughs> um, so, I, you know, it, there's a, the younger Ranger fan really is feeling the pressure. Does they want to win it now? But, see, this is a totally entirely different situation. That Ranger team in 94 was built to win now. They had traded everybody, that their pro, uh, predominantly all their prospects, uh, the younger players, uh, uh, you know, in order to get Doug Waite they traded. and Trey Granado that year? I don't remember. Uh, they, had traded, they, had, they had definitely given away the future, the uh, in a way, and I think that uh, they had a lot of veteran players that certainly were in the twilight of their careers. Uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of critics of that cup. I don't know how you can be critical of a cup. Is that the Rangers kind of bought that team with hired mercenaries? I'll uh, take but it. anyway, <laughs> I'll take it. I mean, they got the job done. That's the bottom line. Who cares? You want a perfectly built team from the organ? You know. From the, you know, those were the days where there was no cap restrictions. The Rangers have the most money. Buy yourself a team. Let's right. get the job done. Ask Toronto they if they'd like to buy a Stanley year. Cup. Right? Right. Ask, ask Toronto. They're, going, they're coming up on 50 years. So it, it certainly, you've got to put the right pieces in place. And the Rangers surely had a lot of young guys. I don't have to defend it, but Zubov and Kovalev and Richter, and Leach, and they certainly had a good mix of young guys as well as the other guys. Everybody just wants to talk about all the guys from Edmonton, uh, you know, but the Rangers had some good young players on the team. Anyway, so uh, this team, 
has a good nucleus of young players, and you know, you know whether it be uh, um, Zuccarello, Ryan McDonough. I mean, you know, Zuccarello's not young, young, but he's certainly not in the twilight of his career. Uh, Broussard is, uh, you know, not in the certainly uh, not an older player. They have a lot of young players on this team and some homegrown talent and Stepan and Grider and uh, so. And, you know, Lundquist, if you want to throw him into it. I mean, you know, they certainly, Girardi, I mean, they have a lot of guys that have been with them for a while. And uh, I think the Rangers will be good for a while. I don't know if they'll be going to the Stanley Cup every year, but uh, they keep adding the right pieces in. And you got a coach who's got a system that these guys buy into and believe in so much, which is like, it seems to be the key. Because, uh, right. you know, coming into the season – Everybody's saying the Rangers are going nowhere. They made no changes in the offseason. This is all I heard. I heard from our callers. I heard from everybody. How are the Rangers going to uh, – they came in with the same – they made nothing in the offseason. Pouliot, uh, Dominic Moore, look at these guys that they brought in. Nothing. And guess what? They turned out to be something. I mean, you know, although Pouliot has slowed down offensively, and uh, but not slowed down in his offensive penalty, man which I'll get to, I think the Rangers need to stay out of the box. they got to go back to the team that was playing in the first two series, team that doesn't take penalties. They've got, they cannot allow them anything. They really have to, they have to play, especially the defensemen, need, need to play as good. They can, cannot be any more Dan Girardi can't clear out of the freaking zone and it looks like he has some new, new uh, muscular, you know, new muscular disease, uh, you know, where he can't clear and he doesn't have enough strength, some neuromuscular disease. So there cannot be any of that crap. There cannot be Girardi out of position. There can't be Stahl having a bad and ha- a period and a half. There can't be any of that. Everybody's got them on their P's and Q on that back line. These Kings have a lot of offense. They're tough. Uh, they got snipers uh, and Gabrick and Jeff Carter. Um, the Rangers, however, have been able to neutralize a lot of the stars that they faced in this playoff series, whether it be Giroux, Crosby. Uh, Malkin had a little success against them, but you talk about James Neal didn't do anything against the Rangers. Montreal, we heard all about P.K. Subban. I think he only had one goal in the playoffs, and it hit off somebody. Um, they've been able to neutralize a lot of forwards. So they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to do that. And one concern, I mean, I'm going a little bit long here, but one, one of my other concerns is about this matchup is is the offensive defenseman. They just don't have one guy. They have several guys on the Kings that can put the puck in the back of the net. And the Rangers are going to really have to be attuned to that because a lot of goals, even in the Montreal series, I've even early, were coming from defensemen, no-name defensemen. you got quality D-men back there that can put the puck at the net. Rangers are going to have to be really concerned with that. But as far as it goes, I think the Rangers, you know, this is important, but I'm with you. I'm like, it's all gravy for me as long as they play their best. Right, right. Now, we are going to be joined by um, Scott Cahill will be joining us. In about 15 minutes, Scott is from L.A. Kings Road Talk Radio. Eddie and I actually appeared on their show once. He's a good guy. He's going to join us, give us his thoughts on the Kings. I believe that the great Megums, Meg Jarrell, 
We'll be calling in. Is it Jarrell or Jarrell? Or is it Jarrell? I don't know, but I know she's a giant pink fan. Indeed. And I heard a rumor that her and Mr. Caduzzi are moving to Philadelphia. So that ought to work out really well. They love Kings fans and Ranger fans in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. I don't think they like anything in Philadelphia. It's such a miserable place. This is for Meg Jorrell. So I'm expecting uh, both of them to call in, so we'll get a little get a little insight on the Kings for you, and, uh, and then we'll take your calls six four six four seven eight four six nine two. I'm going to the game tomorrow night. I'm excited. Uh, I've 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 gotten some tweets from people that'll be at the game tomorrow night. I know Paul and Meg are going to be at the game tomorrow night. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward oh. to it. I'm gonna wear my I'm gonna wear my Brad Richards uh, Winter Classic jersey because I think it might be the last time I I get an opportunity to actually wear it to a game. So that was the jersey choice. Now speaking of jerseys, did you hear about this glitch that went down on NL, NHL Shop over yeah. the weekend? Did you hear about this? Yes, I did. I think it was. Well, you'll tell the folks about it, but I think it was it was embarrassing the way they handled it. Well, what happened was. The word started to float around Twitter, I guess, Saturday Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I don't remember now. That they had uh, customizable Ranger Road jerseys, the premier Reebok jersey, for $63.99. So I saw this on Twitter and clicked the link, and sure enough, there's the jersey. So I immediately bought one. I bought it, and it's got the Stanley Cup logo stitched on the shoulder and everything. And I understand because the Jersey snobs were all over Twitter. Oh, well, they're just screened on numbers. They're not stitched on. I'm like, hey, it's a six, three fucking dollars. What do you want from me? Give <laughs> me a break. Cost me $63 to get a jersey with the numbers on it 25 years ago. Can't afford those $200, $300 jerseys anymore. No. Come on. No. Come on. So I so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, you know, who am I going to order? Am I going to get a player? Am I going to you know, am I going to get a current player? Am I going to get my name on it? What am I going to do? Now I have bad luck with getting jerseys of any of my teams with current players on it. So I kind of abandoned that policy many years ago. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get an Adam Graves jersey. So I order an Adam Graves jersey. My order goes through, and then all day on Twitter I just see people. Tweeting, oh, I just bought 10 jerseys. I just bought 20 jerseys. I just bought five of them. <laughs> Everybody's getting in on this. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like communism. You know, they got the last 10 loaves of bread, and people are lined up from Moscow to, to Minsk. And then all of a sudden, the word starts to come around, I guess it was the next day, that the NHL shop shut it down, said it was a glitch, said they would honor the orders on a first-come, first-served basis until they were out of inventory. And that those orders that got canceled, you would get a $10 credit towards anything at NHL shop. Big deal. Now, I have a few problems with this, and I'm going to tell you why. My first problem is, okay, I understand it's a glitch. But I still think they should be responsible for honoring the price. The reason why is because they say they're only going to honor the price until the stock runs out. 
Normally that jersey is $189 or $200 or whatever it was. That jersey is still available at the $189 price. price. That's my first problem with it. My second problem is that there's some knucklehead. I don't remember who it was. I'm not even going to name names. But I saw a screenshot. No, 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 no. I, I honestly don't remember who it was. Or it was either on Facebook or it was on Twitter. A screenshot of this guy's order. The guy just ordered 40 jerseys of, you know, 10, let's say, 10 St. Louis and 10 McDonough's and 10 Lundquists and 10 stalls. No, 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 no. No, really, Frankie. This guy ordered 40 jerseys, and his order went through and had shipped. So they honored this guy's 40 jersey order. Knowing that he's not going to wear all of these, he's going to resell them. Yeah, he's going to sell them. But meanwhile, once again, a real fan is going to get is going to get screwed over and knock his jersey. Now, last I checked, which was about two hours ago, my order has not been canceled yet. I I think I got in on this thing pretty early, so I'm hoping because it seems like. Cancellation notices have gone out, so I'm hoping that I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak through here and maybe I'll get my jersey. We'll see what happens. But once again, it's just another black eye for a league that doesn't need it. For just, it's the worst run league in sports. Ah, oh, everything, top to bottom. I think roller derby, women's roller derby, is is, is handled better. I mean, this, this is, too. and it's just, it's just, it's a joke because the fans are always getting it in the ass, right? Pardon my French, but that, that, but you know, it's league wide, you know, you know, it's it's ridiculous, and I and the guy, the guy, and he's got to brag that he just got forty and forty and forty. I mean, come on, I don't know. Look, I just gonna make. I'm gonna make a lot of money. That's like Costa says. If you're gonna lay down your money, no, don't. Try to get you going with that. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. You know what? <laughs> you want to buy a hockey jersey? Do what I do. You don't go to the NHL shop. You don't go to motels. You don't gotta go to Moe's. You don't go to Dick's. You go to the Chinks. You go overseas, my friend. You go overseas, nice. Get your jersey made. It's like 50 bucks. Get the name stitched on the back by a couple of 10-year-olds in a sweatshop. Ooh, nobody knows nothing. <laughs> That's how you Nobody's done the wiser, my friend. That's right. Ooh, nobody knows nothing. <laughs> oh God! That's hysterical. Oh, you want to hear some Ranger news? I do. Dan Carcillo, Dan Carcillo will be available for Game Seven. Right. He had a suspension reduced from ten games to six. That is spectacular news. 
Now, so we'll I, have I heard a rumor floating around before, right before we went on the air. Game four, sorry. Are they oh, counting what? the games he missed already? I'm sorry, game four. My, 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 my mistake, folks. That's sorry, okay. I've been hitting the booze. Hitting the booze. <laughs> Uh, I heard a I heard a rumor or, or or scuttlebutt, if you will, right before the, this program went on the air, that Jonathan Quick was hurt today in practice. Is that correct? Is anybody else reporting that? Do we have Roseanne Scamardella on the scene at the Staples Center? Do we have Gloria Rojas down there. Can I get? Can we get Milton, Rosanna, we get Milton Lewis? Can we get Milton Lewis calling in? Ernie had asked this. Anybody? I know that uh, Cam Talbot uh, didn't practice today. Yes, I did hear that. I now, mean, I I'm looking. Heard... <clears throat> oh. Come on, go ahead. I also heard uh, a little bit of uh, inside skinny on one JT Miller. Really? I heard he's sarcastic. Oh, that's what his girlfriend said. No, we know that. <laughs> well, I heard... That he's not a good hockey player? Through our, our, our sauces. That uh, when they went on the Vancouver road trip, that he missed curfew, tried to sneak into the hotel drunk, and has been in <laughs> AV's, and, and has been in AV's doghouse ever since. That sounds like J.T. Miller. It really does. <laughs> What it I sounds would not... like is a 22-year-old kid is what it sounds like. Yeah. He's got a little bit of cowboy in him. Right. It's John Tortorella said, oh, oh, that's great. Well, I wish he would take some – I don't mind his undisciplined stuff off the ice. It's just him taking stupid penalties three minutes into a hockey game. That's not good. You can't – that I would worry about. Maybe he can contribute one of these days and get a point in the playoffs. Even – Yes, for send them down fast has managed to do that. <laughs> yeah, huh? So, uh, it, uh, <laughs> really, I mean, the kid's what? How old is he? 21, Yeah, drink. They don't drink any old day. Are you kidding me? They used to show up at a practice all drunk half in the bag. They were drinking with Chadwick. Yep. <laughs> I'll mix it. Mixing martinis with Dean Talifus. <laughs> Let the kid drink. But nowadays, it's a different sport. They're actually in condition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so the car bomb will be back at game four. Uh, that's good news. Uh, so we'll see. And uh, What? Uh, now, <laughs> well, I just want to know what. What uh, what decision have you made as far as the venue for your game one viewing? Because I know there's this is something you've this been wrestling been, with. All right. Because, of well, because what happened is the Boucher Underground faithful and yourself said, I, I believe it was in game five, do not go to your friend's house that you always lose. Right. And I regretfully and apologetically say I'm sorry because I did go to that friend's house for game five and they got whipped. Although they did come back from that three goal the deficit inevitably loser. So 
I have been having tremendous success just staying home, DVRing the game about 10 minutes behind. And I'm going to tell you why DVR. I, now, a lot of people say, oh, I have to see it live. I don't have to see it live. See, I've been through 40 years of New York Ranger hockey. There's not much more I can take. My, I get all kinds of physical ailments watching this. So when a power play comes up, I must, for the other team, I must be able to fast forward that power play. I cannot watch them kill a penalty. It drives me nuts. So I will do that until I catch up with the game live, and then I watch it live. That's how it works, and that's how it's going to be worked. I'm only watching the games at my house or my other friend's house where they win like 80% of the time. And only at even house, straight. Yeah. <laughs> that other house, banned. Banned, 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 banned. Now, see, you could do that because you live blissfully mostly off the grid. <laughs> Your phone yeah. doesn't light up with every goal, you know. You're you're not tweeting. You're not anything. Well, I mean, I don't mean it like that, but <clears throat> so you don't have to worry about spoilers. Right. That's exactly you know, right. My phone's buzzing the minute there's a goal. Right. You're so even if I'm a minute behind. And even if you don't pick it up to look at it, you know something has happened. So right, you just takes away the suspense. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you're staying. Now, you're staying home. Do you watch the game by yourself? I watch it with my wife, who is so into it now. It's unbelievable. She's hiding her eyes. It's, uh, it's, she has become, I mean, she's always been a Ranger fan since, you know, she's known me. But now... I think the last two years she really has gotten into it, and now it's she's experiencing it for the first time. What it is to be a to live and die with a Ranger game, right? So she and then if I I watch it with my friends that I I mentioned on the Facebook page that I watch the games with, I watch it over their house, and we have a good time. And it's just you know, except that my friend John, he's like a. He's one of these nervous Nellies, like he's always yelling, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, like, you know, every second. And I just like that's to sit Justin. and watch. Oh, that's Justin? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I can't take that. That drives me nuts. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's, uh... Yeah. So I, that drives me nuts because I sit there and I think as a hockey fan, you can kind of, you know when there's a breakdown and a goal might come. And it's, of course, right. there's times when it's just some freaky things happen. But if right. I went crazy after the time the team entered the zone, I would, I would be dead on the floor. Right. I, I'd stroke out right there. I mean, you've got to learn to know when to get nervous and when not to get nervous. Right. And damn, it's like, oh my God, he didn't keep that in. He didn't keep that in. Why didn't he keep that in? It's, and it's got to have the minutiae of everything. Another face-off loss. Another face-off loss. Like, John, <laughs> calm down. Yeah, that's, that's definitely, definitely Justin. Oh, shit. Oh, they're screwed. Oh, we're done. It's over. Oh, forget it. They're playing like two minutes in. They're playing like crap. We're not winning this game. 
and, and you find yourself arguing with him, and he's a Ranger fan. Right. So, John, I, they're not playing that bad. Calm down. Oh, they're playing bad. You can't play like this. I mean, this is, you know, I, I want camaraderie. I don't want to be arguing the points. Right. I mean, and he's the same guy who told me, uh, Callahan for St. Louis, uh, worst trade in Ranger history. <laughs> I can't even yeah. remind him of that because I, I, he just, you'll go into it. You know, he just, but he's a great guy to watch a game with. I mean, he's right. always eternally, he's always the optimist. Right. And, you know, except when the, the game, once the game is on, forget about it. It's, it's, it's totally you know, different. Falling. All right, let's bring in, uh, let's welcome. We have Scott Cahill is here, and Scott is from L.A. LA Kings Road Talk Radio. Scott, Jim and Eddie with you. Thanks for coming on with us. Congratulations on your Western Conference Championship. How you doing? Doing good. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on again. Always good to talk to you guys, and uh, congratulations. Who would have thunk uh, two years ago when we did our guest spots on each other's shows that here we are uh, locked for uh, Mortal Kombat? That's right. I, you know what? I was thinking about when, when Eddie and I were on your show, and I remembered two things. One was that we offered you Brian Boyle back, and two, you guys had some kind of audio problem, and the only people who could be heard were Eddie and I. <laughs> good times. Good, good times. <laughs> Such as Blog Talk Radio. But, okay. Yeah, there so, you go. I'm going to get right into it here. I can't help good. but notice in the media and Kings fans that I see on Twitter and Facebook, they basically think this is a, a fait accompli, if you will. Are you feeling that <laughs> way? And you can be perfectly honest. If you, if you tell me, Jim, I don't think the Rangers have a shot, we are going to sweep your ass out of the final, by all means, go ahead and say it. I'm just, I'm just no, trying you to know figure what, out I'm... what the mindset is here. Well, you know, for me, it seems to me, and, and I've said this many times, is that the, the dudes that talk the most trash, they're obviously the ones that haven't been fans that long. You know, because really, but, but you go back before 2012, I mean, and the franchise was synonymous with, with heartbreak and, and outright disaster. You know, it's, right. uh, when, we, when we won the Cup in 2012, I, didn't, I still didn't believe it two months later. <laughs> you know, I was at the parade, and I was still going, geez, did this really happen? So, you know, once again, it's as it's great as it is to see the, the roster remade and uh, to see depth and balance and good guys and, and good coaching and all of that stuff, it, you know, it just never leaves you. You know, it just never leaves you that the, the other shoe's going to drop and catastrophe's going to strike. <clears throat> and <clears throat> what's amazing to us is that it seems like – Excuse me. The Kings have been chasing Marion Gabrick for a couple of years, and they finally got him, and it sure has paid off. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's been great. He's probably. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. You go from from playing on uh, Columbus all of a sudden to playing with Kopitar, you know, and and right. being locked into the playoffs with a team that's just you know, about two seasons from winning the cup, one seasons from being in the finals. I mean. I think that'll give any player, uh, a, you know, an extra jump in his step. And uh, the one thing that, that I always, I mean, I, I could totally see where a Kingsman would think, yeah, this is going to be a piece of cake because let's, let's be honest, I mean, going through the Sharks, going through the Ducks, going through the defending champs, coming from 0-3, 
uh, coming back from three and two, uh, looking like you're going to walk over the Hawks, only to battle back through, uh, you know, what was arguably one of the best, you know, divisional championship series in a long time. I, I could see where fans would just think that it's, it's you know, a year and, uh, you know, it's going to happen. But by that same token, and I was thinking about this when we talked a little bit before the show, is, you know, uh, uh, apart from what some of the, the Kings pundits think, I don't think, uh, I don't think John Quick's actually played that good. Uh, his, his fundamentals, he, he's got a body language when he's on his game, and, uh, and I, just, I just haven't really seen it. I mean, I guess to, to counter the point, I mean, he was good enough to get us to the Stanley Cup again, but by that same token, he hasn't really stole us a game. He, you know, kind of kind of sloppy when it comes to hugging the post. So I'll be honest, that's that's one facet of the Kings team right now that I, I it definitely concerns me a little bit. Yeah, Scott, I was going to ask you about that because I was looking at the the stats, and you know, he's carrying a two eight six goals against and a nine oh six save, which really would be indicative of like a playoff goalie. But if I had to counter that as a Ranger fan, as the Rangers haven't been able to put a lot of goals in on backup goaltenders, you know, Dustin Tokarski being one of them, uh, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, backup for the Flyers, his name Ray Emery, uh, certain, you know, so they've, they've kind of had their trouble with that. But uh, Quick is certainly an unorthodox goalie. I mean, he certainly oh, yeah. has a style I have never seen, you know, since I've been following hockey. Are there any guys on the Kings that maybe are off the radar that Ranger fans should watch out for? You know, I don't, I don't really think so. And I was, uh, you know, when you got Mike Richards as your fourth line center, you know, there's, uh, there's really it pretty much uh, speaks volumes about the, the depth on on the team. So I, I don't really think that there's one, you know, one guy. I will say that uh, I guess by half I had to pick one. Uh, you know, the kids playing with Jeff Carter. Uh, you know that '70s line, Tyler Toffoli and uh, Tanner Pearson. Uh, they they got something special going on. There's there's a chemistry there, and uh, Carter's definitely taking these kids under their wing. Uh, Toffoli has just uh, an amazing shot. Uh, you know they they kind of knock his skating, but it certainly hasn't been a case here. Uh, Pearson, uh, he's one of those guys that just does everything really well. You know what I mean? There's nothing you don't say, oh, he's not tough or he's not afraid to go in the dirty areas or he doesn't have the speed. He does everything really well. Speed is vastly underrated, and um, he's he's really bought into the system. He's going into the corners and clobbering people, and uh, I, if I had to say that's the, the line that you guys might be surprised about, that's definitely it. Okay. Now, I, I wanted to also ask you, I mean, are Kings fans a little bit cautious of, because this is what I certainly saw in the Ranger-Canadian series early on in the first two games. Um, Canadians played, you know, they played the, the Bruins. That was almost like their Stanley Cup. Uh, they certainly really didn't get organized until around game three, and the Rangers kind of took advantage of that. Are you a little bit worried that the, you know, the high coming off the Blackhawk win may take a little bit a little bit of wind out of the sails of the Kings, or you think that's pretty much moot since it's the Stanley Cup they're playing for? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, I definitely think that's the latter. You know, they're Daryl Sutter's done a great job. They pretty much they're they're funny in that if they they come out of the gate and they're not ready to play, they get down a couple goals. It doesn't it doesn't phase them. There's just nothing that rattles the team. They never give up. 
and the, the highs, the lows, they're never, you know, they're not popping off in the media, and, and it, it's, they're just a very, they're just a, a really well-balanced, well-level-headed team that is going to come out, and, and they're going to bring it every night, and that's, uh, that's kind of what they've done through the highs and the lows all season, so I don't think that's going to stop now, and, uh, and I, I'm just hoping it's going to be a, going to be a great series. Oh, I hope so, too. I mean, uh, you know, listen, uh, this is a bi-coastal uh, warfare we're undergoing, and I, I, I hope it is good for the game and uh, and uh, just from the Rangers' standpoint, because, you know, it's the Rangers have been 20 years since they've been here, and, uh, you know, we kind of look, we've kind of had the, uh, the outlook that you guys had before 2012, and let's hope it's a good battle and uh, very entertaining. It's good for the sport. Yeah, that's that's a fact. Let me let me ask you a question. I was going to say, uh, as you were watching Game Seven, uh, you know, Kings Hawks, uh, you know, as you were watching those two teams, what was honestly going through your mind, knowing that the winner was going to play you guys? Well, I think for me, I was just happy that we were in the Stanley Cup, so I really didn't matter. It really didn't matter, and I was. But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, you know, Chicago has two cups recently and you know they have Kane and Taves and Seabrook and Keith and and I was saying oh well they got Crawford who I don't think is a great goalie I think he's a good goalie I mean obviously he's won two Stanley Cups but still and you know but I I think Quick's the better goalie and then I was thinking well LA is physical um they're you know they they seem to have it all have it all and plus I didn't want to face Gabrick and I was like so I went back and forth and then I finally decided on Chicago, and uh, so and then L.A. wins. So I, I got the lesser of the two. I mean, I really, I really thought that uh, I would rather play the, the Blackhawks when it was all said and done. How about you, Jim? Um, well, I wanted to, I, I wanted to see the Blackhawks for two reasons. One, so the only original six team the Rangers had never played in the finals, and two, I, I thought the because of the advantage, I thought the Rangers had the, had the biggest advantage in one position over Chicago, and that's in goal. But I still think I think either way, it's going to be a great series. It's going to be a very tough series. Um, I just don't think it's going to be, you know, like Keith Jones said the other day, the Rangers should have touched that Prince of Wales trophy because it's the only one they're going to see. You know, I, I think the Rangers. I, I do think the Rangers should actually show up and play and say what the hell, you know, let's actually give this a go. Yeah, the next game. And I wanted to correct uh, myself. Uh, somebody in the chat room reminded me. Anti Niemi was the other uh, goalie in the two Stanley Cup Chicago. Oh, what'd you say, Tony Esposito? No, I said Crawford had one two. Crawford's only won one. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know the the other thing, and I got just a couple more minutes before I got to get out of here. But uh, the other thing, like I say, the keys to the game. You know, Quick hasn't looked that sharp. You know, Lundquist has stolen games. He knows what it's like to carry the team. Uh, you've seen it time and time again. A goalie gets hot, and, and a hot goalie can win you the cup. And uh, so that, I think that definitely is something that uh, goes through goes through my mind uh, for sure as far as what the, the Rangers can maybe do uh, to steal one. On the other hand, uh, I almost – I almost do think you guys got to get one of these first two because I think if you go back to New York, oh and two, uh, I don't know. It's going to be hard with uh, the amount of guys on the Kings that have won the Cup before, and once again they bring their lunch pails. They've been there, 
and uh, they're they're a pretty level-headed gang. I think if you get down early, then it then it then it's going to be a, a tough road to hoe, especially once again if they can get the Lundquist early. Yeah, and I think to counter that, the Rangers have been much better on the road. So to grab one of those games at, in L.A. will be crucial for them too. I mean, that's where they you know played a lot of their best hockey's on the road. Uh, so yeah. you know we'll see what happens. I mean, and if they can get to quick, and you know. He's so unorthodox that if he's off and unorthodox, the Rangers maybe will get some goals that they really wouldn't uh, normally. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting contest, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Rangers react to the the tough style and the, the bruising style. Uh, but the Rangers are a hardworking team when they're when they really are. They're rolling four lines now. Uh, I'm also somebody told me that uh, wanted me to remind you that uh, you drafted Brian Boyle ahead of. Uh, Corey Perry, by the way. Uh, for some reason. So anyway. Yes, those so, were the good any, old days. Yes. So you'll be getting plenty of Brian Boyle on the PK. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I hope for a good series and uh, good luck to you and uh, God bless. Right on here. Let's try to do this. Uh, when you guys do your next show, let me know. I'll try to come on and have some more time and we'll uh, try to make, uh, make this a regular thing. Uh, no problem. Sounds well, uh, good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Scott. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good luck to you. Later, man. Bye bye. (laughs) All right, that was Scott Cahill. He had a record of running. Oh, stop. (laughs) Rangers at five. (laughs) Rangers at three and a half. Well, we can't. We got to be nice to people. Nah, I'm only kidding. No, Scott was good. Scott was good. Yeah. I, I'm just pleased as much to be here as Kutrioni. You know, you know, you listen, man, but you know what? Uh, I want a good showing. I want some entertainment value here. I mean, I'm scared. Mike Richards is on the fourth line on this team. We need Dubinsky back. He used to check Mike Richards all the time. Yeah, right. Uh, all right, so... <clears throat> Uh, let me just throw the number out. Six four six four seven eight four six nine two is the number. Uh, Meg, if you want to call in, uh, whenever you're ready, we'll we'll get you on. We're going to talk to three four seven seven zero one's been holding. Who's this? Three four seven. You're out of here. Uh. Was he taking a shit? Hello, what was going on there? <laughs> it's like all of a sudden you hear. Yeah, exactly. I like that there was a TV going on or a murder in the background. I don't know what. <laughs> Speaking of murders going on in the background, Costa, good evening and welcome to the program. (laughs) What's up? What's up? So, uh, we're here, we're in the Stanley Cup. What happened to your conspiracy theories, Costa? It's good for business, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh win, it's good for business. (laughs) <laughs> now I know you're dying to get together with me for a game 
I have. Let, I have let, let, let me talk very serious for one moment. For, okay. For one. okay. Let me talk do serious. You, do you want okay. serious music? No. It's okay. Are you sure? Yes, I'm fine. I know what he's going to say, by the way. What? They're going to come out and try to beat the shit out of us. Yes. All right, go ahead and say it. The, we, the, we have to make them skate with us. That's that's the key to this series. If 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 it gets into a slugging match, we're gonna get our ass kicked. Are the Rangers even capable of getting in a slugging match? Who's gonna slug? They don't have a slug. I mean, <laughs> they we have pitchers. They have we got pitchers. <laughs> no, we got pitchers. No, the the, the L A is a little more physically imposing. If you know what I mean. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna try to smack us around a little bit. You understand what I'm saying? No, I hear you. They are. They're a gritty. They're a tough team. They're physical. Oh. And you're right. The Rangers are gonna have to play their game, which is a speed game, which is a transition game. I didn't want to say it. Why that uh, that LA guy was on? He could be a spy. But the Rangers have been able early in series to get that first pass out for big breakaways and going off the boards, and then teams seem to figure that out later on in the series. Hopefully the Rangers can do that early. Counter. They have to counter well, the Rangers. They can't get penned in their own zone for minutes at a time. because They will pound us, and they will score because their guys go to the net. So I think you're right. I think you're <laughs> astute on, on your statement. Matt, yeah, Matt, Matt, <laughs> Matt Maddie's not impressed with Costa's phone call. He said, put the guy in the jug back on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know. I think Costa makes some good points. This is a tough team. They're yeah, tough but, physically. Okay, let him, let him try and slug, slug and get physical. How did that work for Philly? I think Philly had more was a more offensive team than, well, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know about I don't know if LA is like um is gonna score tons LA of stuff, LA is much more offense than Philadelphia was. Okay. We're gonna win this series. The in problem two games. is the problem with that that comparison is Philly was not tough in the Rangers series. They took a lot of dumb minors. They never really yeah, they hit tuned the it up. Rangers. They, they tuned it up. It up. What, Wayne Simmons grabbing somebody around the neck is gooned up? I, I didn't see any of that in that, that Flyers series. The Flyers were a bunch of fags. They'll get some dumb minus. Nah, Kings are a wow. tough team, but you're right. Wow. You're, you're right about So you're, if your lips are wet and ready to go, hold on. Thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. I think you're right on with your analysis. And whoever said, go back to the guy in there, John, you're wrong. That's Matty Meatballs. Matty. Matty. Right, he's right. Banned. No, don't ban. But um, I mean we have to. Pa- I mean this is game one. We got to pounce on them because 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 <laughs> they just played a seven a seven game series with with Chicago that went into double overtime. So we have to win this game. If we win game one, we're in good shape. I agree. They got to win one of these two games there and pounce on them while their 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 headspace is still over that victory. I know it's the Stanley Cup and our esteemed guest there, Scott. Uh, what was his name? Scott. Uh, 
Gleason, Cahill. Clayton, Cahill. Uh, uh, Mr. Cahill, he said it's a Stanley Cup, but their head space could be in a whole different area. I told you this, it would have been just by the Canadians, that their head space was still in that Boston victory. And they went seven games with, with, a, with a heated rival and a former Stanley Cup champion. So let's Did pounce the, uh, on them. I like... Have the Rangers won game one in every round this year? I think so. They beat Philly yeah. in game one, didn't they? They beat Pittsburgh? Yeah. I know they beat Pittsburgh, and of course they beat Montreal. And they beat so. Montreal. Okay. And now, you know, L.A.'s trying to do that seven-game series, win the cup thing, so. You know, yeah. Rangers, Rangers got a couple, two, three things on their side. All right, anything else, Costa? You crazy bastard? You wacky prick? <laughs> nah, nah, I got nothing left. Costa's very on point today. I, I give yes. you hats off. Yes. Beautiful job. Thanks. You're thinking good. But you, you, Eddie still won't watch the game with you. It's bad luck. <laughs> no, I may watch it game two. Maybe game two, me and you. If they win game one. <laughs> if they win game one. If they win game one, you'd be willing to screw with karma and watch the game with Costa for game two? See, I think you yeah, got to do the opposite. You don't change anything uh, from game one. Because they already got the game one, which I only want them to win one out of two. I mean, I, two would be a little bit crazy. They win both on the road. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, before. hey, hey, you never know. This team is yeah, a right. very good road team. It's a All very right. good road team. That's You're right. out. That's right. I don't you shoot this out of back. Don't you disparage him now. <laughs> All right. Take care, you crazy bastard. All right, Costa. Give our regards to Paulie Akati. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> bye. I love what he says. Totals. You want to talk to Meg? We haven't talked to Meg. Yeah, in Meg, a long the resident uh, king expert. Let's talk to us. See what's up. All right, Meg. <laughs> how you doing? How are you guys doing? Welcome to Bush well. Underground Radio. I, I, I hear you're moving to Philly. Ranger fan and a yes. Kings fan in, in Philly. That ought to go over well. Well, you know, the Kings are known as Flyers West for a reason, so we're just going to take it east. You're going you're gonna to need a moat around your house. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, listen. The fly, I wouldn't even disparage my team by calling them the Flyers East. You guys are much better than the Flyers. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So, well, I asked that guy uh, from that other website, uh, Scott Parnell or whatever his name was, about uh, the, the guys who should be watching out. Whatever his name is. Uh, guy Cahill. I know him. Oh, okay. Well, see, um, now, see, now you're insulting her friend. No, no, no. I mean, he's he's a good guy. I just it, you guys just crack me up. So, uh, are there some guys? He 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 didn't want to say there was anybody under the radar. I mean, you know, listen, there's always guys under the radar. Are there any guys that you think that Ranger fans should watch out for that are kind of like under the radar? I mean, Tyler Toffoli, of course, he's under the radar. Although I've heard of him because uh, I know he's you know he's drafted highly and he's big high prospect for them. But are there any uh, other guys that you think the Ranger fans should watch out for? Well, I was, you know, I would say Toffoli and Pearson, except that since they've been 
playing with Carter and this whole 70s line thing has started, I don't think there's any way you can consider those guys under the radar. <laughs> they're they're okay. pretty much obvious right. and out there. Um, you know, I guess the one player that I would take a look at, puck-moving defenseman, um, and he had a big night the other night is Alec Martinez. Um, he had a huge stretch during the season when he was actually outpacing Drew Doughty in points. He's got a great shot from the point, um, you know, very solid defensively and everything, and so he could kind of be a surprise that nobody's looking for on the blue line, for sure. Now, he's been with them for quite a while, hasn't he? Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I think he's drafted in 2009, 2010, I'm pretty sure. Or I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what year he was drafted, but yeah, he's been with the Kings for a while. Um, they, you know, he's not a long contract deal guy. He's a guy they've been re-upping like you know two, three years at a time. I think he's got one more year on his contract after this year. Um, but yeah, you know, he's. I've, I've just always thought he's a little bit underrated. And earlier in the season, he didn't get a lot of playing time because for whatever reason, he kind of lands himself in Sutter's doghouse you know, occasionally. I've never understood it. I've always been a huge fan of his game, but he really kind of had it come together the last couple of uh, months of the season. So I would definitely look out for him. Now, could you just say his name one more time for the Ranger fan at home? Yes, Alec Martinez. And he's not Mexican. But everybody knows that we will counter him in game one with the great <laughs> Rafael Diaz. Oh my god. This is why I love you guys. And I'm not a Mexican either. Where's my margarita, damn it? <laughs> People already that's become the running. <clears throat> that's become the running joke on this show, Meg, is that song with Rafi Diaz, because he's not Mexican. He's a Spaniard. So we call him a Swixican. So we've like, he's half Swiss and he's half Spanish. Right, oh, but we've <clears throat> but we've created it will be this a whole duel to the death. <laughs> we get people calling for Diaz for the Conn Smythe already. Well, I, I do have one other guy for you in the forward ranks that's kind of an under the radar type dude. Um, is uh, is Trevor Lewis? He's um, he's a very physical, you know, can have speed when he needs to. Will go to the net and will tap some in. So. He's probably, of our forwards, the only guy that I would consider like an under-the-radar guy that has done any clutch scoring in playoff situations this year. Trevor Lewis. Jerry Lewis. Hey, lady. Hey, lady. (laughs) I'm in front of the set, lady. (laughs) Now, Meg, do Uh, the Rangers have you at all concerned in this series, or or do you just think – they they've already had their finals and this is just this is just a matter of showing up, playing four games, sweeping the Rangers into oblivion and, and getting the cup. No, I'm and absolutely you can be concerned. No, I'm I'm dead serious. And you know, I, I think that my boyfriend will back me up on that even though he just still believes that my team will win, believe it or not. Um 
I, I honestly, oh yeah, all I, uh, Jim, all I get all day long is the grief of, oh my God, the King, you know, I'm just scared of this team. The Kings are always a threat, always a threat. You know, it's going to spoil my dreams. I've been waiting 20 years and everything for this, and the Kings are going to ruin my life. I live with that every day. Wow. The quintessential long-suffering Rangers fan, my boyfriend. City it's hockey only, fever. It's only been 20 I years. We did the first more. 20 years standing on our head. <laughs> 20 years is nothing. It's like a hair. I know. I most know. people. <laughs> no, I know. But, but, <laughs> I, I know. But, I, I mean, in all seriousness, this is not going to be a cakewalk for the Kings. Um, and they've, uh, you know, I agree with a lot of the things that Scott said, I think there are some other things that nobody's mentioned that work in the Rangers' favor against the Kings if they execute the right way. Um, so, you know, well, it's, it's, know. it's not going to be four games out. Okay, so, you know, one thing for sure that I think everybody forgets, um, you know, Scott was spot on about Jonathan Quick. He has not in the playoffs been a game stealer like he was the year the Kings won the Cup. Um, he can be aggressive in challenging shooters. And as long as our defense does what they're supposed to do, that's not a problem. But we've had some defensive breakdowns. Um, they've been taking some stupid penalties and everything, so Quick can get a little bit exposed in that situation. The more important thing that the Rangers have going for them is that they've got some forwards that are really good at picking the top corners when they score. And Quick does not do well defending top corner shots. He's a down-low lateral goalie. So if you're looking to slide one in the five-hole or in the corner or whatever, yeah, that's going to be a challenge. But anybody who can lift the puck is going to have a chance. All right. And frankly, and frankly the Kings don't have that. So what they're going to do to counter against Lundqvist is just try to put a lot of body on him without hopefully drawing penalties. They're just going to crash the net a lot. Because, the, you know, the Kings, with, with the exception of – Carter and Toffoli, for the most part, you know, they're, they're dirty goal scorers. You know, they get the trash goals. That's, what, that's how this team's built. You know, it, it's the go to the net, pick up the trash, defensive, little plays, little deflections, bounces. We don't have a lot of highlight real shooters on this team. And the Rangers have a couple of guys that are capable of doing that. All right. Well, I'm feeling confident now. Oh, I think that's I, I, I feel a little bit better now. What? I think Meg is smarter than the two of us put together. <laughs> you should be doing. You should be doing an LA show instead of this uh, Clayton Mathis we just had on. <laughs> God, yeah. Well. Now, do you call into um, that show? Yeah. Are you a? Uh, a, 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 a is, are you call into that show and? and no. No. You know. You know, back when I was when back when I was doing my Kings Court blog before I I shut that down, I would interact with Scott a little bit more and I would listen to his show and everything. I haven't listened to it in a real long time, but I mean he's he's been a Kings fan much longer than I have, so he's absolutely uh-huh. one of those guys that has seen the good, the bad, the super ugly, um, and is still sticking with the team through all that. So you know he's he's absolutely right. Kings fans are a pessimistic bunch, and this team doesn't necessarily and and. It happened in the Chicago series big time. You know, they don't always have a lot of killer instinct in terms of closing out teams. You know, they want to win, and it's good that they don't get upset when they drop one because you're not going to win every game on the way to the Cup. But sometimes I just want them to have a little bit more of I want to put this team away attitude. And, you know, they just don't. 
sometimes. Um, you know, they just make mistakes and get a little lazy and that kind of thing. So, you know, that's, oh, that's valid well, point that he made. Well, I think a lot of that can said for the Rangers as well. I mean, uh, they've had trouble staying out of the box. They've, they took a lot of bad penalties in the Montreal series. It was really frustrating. Um, they've been up Thank in series. And, and uh, so, you know, I think the Rangers will make a good showing. Um, you know, I, the Montreal, I just think of Kopitar and how dangerous he is and Drew Doughty and how has their playoff, uh, power play looked during the playoffs? I think they have the fifth-ranked power play right now. So that's been a huge improvement because our power play couldn't buy a goal earlier in the season. But we used to be the number one or two penalty kill in the NHL, and the Rangers are now, I believe, what I saw the other night on uh, NHL Network was the Rangers are the number two penalty kill, and we're something like ninth or whatever. So, um, you know, I I think – I think that what, what, you know, Terry Murray, before he got fired, was the ultimate, you know, defensive positioning, penalty kill kind of coach. So we never really gave up a lot, and that's part of the reason we didn't score. Sutter comes in, and he opens up on that a little bit and says, okay, I still want you to play defensive hockey, but we need to get to the net. We need to get shots going, that kind of thing. So you got a little bit more of a balance. And I think for the most part, we still have that balance pretty well established, but just within the ebbs and flows of individual games or an individual series, that can get a little out of control sometimes. So, All right, Meg. Well, thank you for your expertise, and thank you for calling in. I, I feel like i got a better grasp of what the Los Angeles Kings are all about. You don't want to no, hear my no. other two advantages the Rangers have? There are two more. J- Jim, ask her what are her other two advantages. Just real quick. A.V. is a huge advantage for you guys. He's seen so much of the Kings against the Canucks. He knows exactly how to coach against this team, and he's a great coach in making matchups. So, you know, I'm I'm a huge A.V. fan, honestly, and I think he's one of the best assets that your guys are going to have. And then the other thing is, and, again, this is something I told Paul, I never discount a team that's got an emotional backstory and a reason to play, you know, because the bottom line is, everybody's tired, both teams played long, long series to get here, okay? So you got to have more to get the cup. I, I, I remember reading someplace, somebody compared it to climbing Mount Everest, you know, and you win it once, which the Kings have done, and then you basically go to a bunch of guys that can barely breathe because they're at high altitude, and you go, now you got to do it all over again. And that's why it's so hard to repeat. Um, and everybody's legs are tired, everybody's a little banged up, everybody's got injuries they're hiding on both sides. You know, the Rangers have a huge emotional story, and they believe in themselves in that locker room. And if there's anybody who's testament to the fact that believing in yourself is almost more important than skill when it comes to winning the cuck, it was my team in 2012 because nobody picked them. So the way I look at it, the Rangers are playing with no pressure because nobody expects them to do it. They haven't won a cup in 20 years. The Kings won one two years ago and felt like it got away last year. So all the pressure is in my end of the ice, the way that I see it. And I think if the Rangers just go out there and play their game, that it's going to go six, maybe seven games before it's done. And I don't even I, – I wouldn't even want to bet my paycheck right now on what the outcome could be to either team winning it. All right. Very good. Yeah, I'm done. I can't wait for this to get 
Gee, I just can't wait for this to get on the way now. I'm, like, I'm actually feeling more optimistic after Meg Gulp. She gave me some good reasons. I, I, but, see, she knows the weaknesses, just like we know the weaknesses of our team. Well, she probably watches a lot of Rangers because of the boyfriend. But still, uh, you know, uh, it's good. It's good that I got that in-depth. And I, I really didn't – I mean, I have no gauge on what kind of coach Sutter is. What kind of coach is he? Um, I, you know, from the interviews with, from the interviews with the players, um, their assessment is basically when he's not saying anything, he's mad, and other than that, he doesn't say a lot. So, um, he's a very attractive man. He's very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> he's a real looker. Yeah. Well, you know, if you guys haven't checked it out on Facebook, there's a hilarious Facebook page called "Shit Daryl Sutter Says." Um, and it's got some of the best Daryl Sutter faces with captions of some of his most succinct and painful quotes. It's good stuff. That's funny. By the way, your boyfriend <laughs> said in the chat room, don't trust us. You could put a jinx on the Rangers. <laughs> I am not surprised. Well, you guys know we're not, we're not sitting together at the game tomorrow night. Did he tell you that? No. no. <laughs> What's he? <laughs> Why is that? Well, because he won't sit with you. No, he won't sit with me because he's convinced he's not going to, you know, he's not going to sit there in his Rangers jersey next to me while I'm rooting for the Kings. So luckily, we have two friends that sit in the same row in our section, and our friend Mary is a Kings fan, and her husband Eric is a Rangers fan. So Mary's going to come sit with me, and Paul and Eric are going to go suffer together. Oh, well, that's ah, this is like a suffering. like a Love American style episode. Yeah, we, we got beautiful. this. We, we got this all all worked out. We got this. Right, we got this all worked out. Got so. a whole swamp wow. thing going on. Now, let me. I got two more questions for you. Then I'll let you go. These are more. Uh, these are more touristy questions. Uh, sure. What is what is the good? What, what's the the hangout before a Kings game? Is that ESPN Zone still there? Is that is that place still no. there? Oh. ESPN's unclosed. Um, there's a much better substitute in its place called Tom's Urban. Um, it's basically just like, you know, upscale bar food kind of thing, but it's top of size plates, you know. But more to your liking, I think it can be very crowded, but it's right around the corner in the same complex as the yard house. That's pretty much where oh, the yeah, beer that's... drinkers are hanging out, so that's where I yeah. figure you guys are headed. Yeah, that first place, that sounds way too L.A. for us. I want, I want, you know, we want peanuts on the floor. We want Ranger fans throwing up. We want midgets getting tossed out windows. That's our type of place. Your place okay, sounds well, like you, if, that well, first place sounds that, like umbrellas and martinis and cosmopolitan. Okay, well, well, all I can tell you is if you want peanuts and all that kind of stuff, you got to go over to, uh, you got to go over to the Saddle Ranch in Hollywood because that doesn't, what you described does not exist in LA Live. Way too, way too nice over there. Yeah, I know. I was just making a joke. Now, we're staying in <laughs> but no, Long Beach. Yard House. You're staying in Long Beach? Okay. We're, we're staying in Long Beach, and we're going to take this blue metro thing all the metro way in. Metro Blue Line. All right. So, and, and I've confirmed with Paul, who went to his friend and said, we'll have no problems. There is no danger to our safety. Is that true? There are many, there are many Kings fans that I know in Long Beach that take the train to every game, and none of them have died yet. So I think you're going to be right. okay. Well, because well, I couldn't help but notice what on the map that we're going to Los Angeles, Jim. I mean, you're born and bred in New Jersey. I'm just, I'm just hey, people. I look at the, 
I look at the goddamn map and the, and the, and the train goes right through Compton. Compton I don't know if the bloods yeah. in the I don't know if the I bloods in the crypt are going to be having a rumble on the train. What the hell do I know? I mean, you know, I, I saw Rocky right Rocky Three. I, I know how dangerous it gets. I took the I took the Greyhound right through Compton. I threw up gang signs when they stopped at it. I, I got no fear. <laughs> Yeah, and the rights is going to come at you. I mean, really? I'm just asking a question. All right. I think you guys are going to be okay. Where Where will we find Megan Paul before the game tomorrow night? If we If we come looking for you, where do you? Well, Megan Paul. Go? Well, we always. Uh, it, it, there, we don't always stop someplace before um, at LA Live for dinner because we live here and we walk to the games. But during warm-ups, we are always right behind, always looking at Jonathan Quick's butt um, because we sit right behind where he warms up and everything right in the end and the Kings warm up. Paul always wants to see, Paul's always, uh, you know, he makes sure there. you're always there on time to see that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be kind because as much as I want to kind of, you know, mess up, I don't want to mess up my karma because otherwise, I would go around to the Rangers Inn and stare at Henrik Lundqvist's butt because that's my oh. favorite thing to do in all of hockey. But um, since the Stanley Cup is I can't. It's the Cups and Steaks, so I can't do that. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it's like a prize Friday. You can't think about sex or have sex. You've got to go with your – just focus. That's right. That's Girls take that. legs. Can't do uh, it. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to just – you've got to be focused. Hopefully you won't be that focused because I like to see some easy goals against Quick. But <laughs> now listen, you know we all have our agendas, and Meg, you've been a great supporter of this show and the Boucher Underground franchise. And uh, you know I always love seeing you at the viewing party, so thank you for coming. Well, we will be at more of them once we get moved to Philly because we're a train ride from New York. So you know life is good. Excellent. Sounds good. Excellent. All right, Meg. Hopefully I will see you and Paul tomorrow. Thank you for coming yes. on. Have Talk fun. See you guys. Take Bye. care. Bye. Let's go, Rangers. See, I got that. I slipped that in there. <coughs> I like that. Very good. She's smarter than both of us. You know that, right? Well, I don't like the fact that the dude over here is just all down on the Rangers. <laughs> you better, you better turn him around. We got to be positive here. It's all great. What are you no worried about? I got to turn him around. Well, not physically, tell, but you know. Tell the tell the call that you yell at him. Uh, I mean, uh, seriously, Paul. What are you getting all down? What are you down? You you're in a Stanley Cup. You're going to a game one. Now I can understand separating from the girlfriend wearing the Kings jersey. I would do that too. You know, you, you don't need her going yay when they uh you know Dustin Brown scores. I get you with that. I hear you. Just uh, don't go too crazy. Don't be like my friend John. With, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyway, we done with this thing. I can't wait for the series to start. Let's do it. I got one more. We got one more call, and then we're done. Bring them on, baby. Bring them on. 631-678, you're on the air. Who's this? Hi, it's Margaret. Oh, hey, Margaret. Oh, Margaret Hurley. Yeah, I was, uh, I was in Slovakia. A.K.A. Right? Tanya. Tanya, that's right. Uh, listen, I, I was in Europe for a couple of weeks, and I missed the whole 
Um, one of the whole series, uh, I think we it was won. six bucks. Um, we anyway, <laughs> we won. We won. I, I got just a couple of quick things to say. If you're in LA, you got to go to Koreatown to this place called Beer Belly. It's awesome. They serve awesome. French French fries fried in duck fat with duck confit on the top, grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, and they have this macaroni and cheese that's outstanding. The name of the place is Beer Belly, and it's in Koreatown. Anybody in L.A. will know it. Um, that's, that's the first thing. Always feed the body and then feed the soul. And then the second thing is I finally realized that I'm the, I'm the Richard Lewis of hockey fans. <laughs> Why? Are you uh, you're very dark? No, yeah. I mean, I mean... People were calling my office after, like, I was off on Friday, and people, like, vendors and just people I know from the company, everything called, oh, Margaret must be so happy. Margaret must be so happy. No, I'm a scared. That's what I am. I'm a scared. And and I, I will say this, you know, that, that, that woman that was just on before, she's dynamite. I, I, I like her. She's she's very analytical, very technical. Um, no, she yeah, knows her stuff. And she knows her shit, yeah. And, um... And I would go, uh, this is coming full circle for me, because I went out to see the Rangers play the Kings in the preseason game at the MGM in Las Vegas, and they looked like shit. Uh, 18 seconds into the game, Kopitar scores on, on Lundquist. He made Lundquist look stupid. Um, but the Rangers were playing the C team. They had a bunch of kids out on the ice. None of the regulars were on the ice. And L.A. had almost... The, the whole A team on the ice, and they beat the Rangers four to one. So now, what I'm thinking is, you know, uh, uh, it's been the Rangers are so far away from what they were at the beginning of the season that even though I I hope for the best, and of course because I'm the Richard Lewis of hockey, I always think the worst. Um, I think the Rangers have a legitimate shot. Um, and it's it's just a cliche, like everybody says, they got to be fast, they got to stay out of the box, they, you know, they got to get traffic in front of quick, et cetera. Um, and and those all of those things are true. And LA's big, and they got a lot of uh, people who can score. Well, we have a lot of people who c- we can score too. But the young lady that spoke before, Meg, she hit the nail right on the head. Ali Zinio, I think, is a better coach than Sutter, and I think really. When you come down to it, it's going to be goaltending and coaching. Well, it's certainly a big factor when you get to this uh, this juncture. And I'll just add to the, the L.A. Kings, the Rangers, when they were in that bad funk earlier in the year, when they were getting beaten like you know 9-2 and 6 nothing, they played the Kings early on, and I'm pretty sure they beat them. And... That team is like, and just like you said from the, the uh, preseason game, it, this team is a far cry from that team. I mean, this team has you know, evolved into its own really special entity. So I, I think the Rangers got a better chance than uh, – uh, actually, you know, I think the Rangers got a better chance than most people are giving them. I don't know what Keith Jones – I guess a lot of people are just sold on it. The West is so much better than the East. Um, I think that's you – know- I, I hear what I know what you're saying, but you know, I, and I guess it's always this 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 complex we have because we always feel that all the talking heads shit on the Rangers, and and you know they kind of do, um, but you know in a sense, I, I mean, if the Rangers, I would just like to see the Rangers win the Stanley Cup, of course, 
at the, at the most. But at the very least, not get the shit kicked out of them. You know, at least bring it to five or six games I don't want to see. Yeah, you know, I think that's I'm what not, you know, I, I don't well, I just want to say Jim and I said the same thing at the top of the show. I want the Rangers to play their game, play the best of their ability. If, if it's destined that they, they don't win because the other team is just better and they lose four games to two, I don't want them to get swept. I, want, I don't want one game. Four games to two to me would be I'd be happy with. I'd be, obviously, that's not what I want, but I just don't want it to be go down. Oh, you remember the Rangers made the cup that year and they got swept? That I'm always, and this is on me, is that I'm always thinking from another, like all rivals' point of view. That I, you know, because I don't want, because you know, there are a lot of Devil and Islander and Flyer fans out there whose sole focus now is to put every kind of hex on the Rangers. And I mean, I don't, I, I know it gets to me, and I shouldn't. But it still gets to me at this juncture. So, but yes, I'm with you. I want them to be respectable and, and have a good showing. Yeah, and, and and last but certainly not least, I think that because it is the Stanley Cup final finals, that I I hope to God that the officiating is much more consistent and better than it was in in the previous rounds because some of it was god awful, um, ridiculous. You know, I mean, and, and I'm not just talking for the Rangers. I'm talking the other teams, too. I, I want to see, how, and, and the other thing is when you get to the final, you don't have to put, you really shouldn't have to put up with the BS, the jiving and the cheap shots and everything else. Let's play hockey with honor. Let's take this game. Let's, let's, let's play it. Let's do, the like you said, the best of their ability and let the chips fall where they may. But enough of the dirty crap, enough of the cheap crap. Uh, let's play hockey with honor. That's what I, I, I want that. Exactly. Well said. All right. Listen, you guys. Uh, listen, uh, Jim, your name in German actually translates to Smithtown. Did you know that? Really? Uh, yeah, Iron, Smith. Ironburg, which is similar. Uh, well, or Smith. Schmidt means Smith, right. too, in German. So, and Berg is town. So you are Jim Smithtown. And uh, I just want before you go, Margaret's like from my neck of the woods. Have you uh, have you seen? Uh, I love going to these stores and seeing these people. I went to Models the other day, and all these Ranger fans. And it's kind of exciting on Long Island, even. Uh, yeah, it's, have you seen? it's it's exciting until you try to buy a sixty three dollar jersey and and you get told that oh, oh. it's fake. Uh, I, I'm so I was so pissed off at that, you know. And and somebody said that they fulfilled on a thousand jerseys, and I'm like. Yeah, right. They they probably had two in stock, and that was it. Uh, it just it's going. Vi- it did go viral though. It's on the local CBS uh, news webpage, so it did get um, a few hits and stuff like that. But it's really how poor is that? You know, I mean, they, people are ordering the jersey. I mean, okay, granted, I, it, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. But come on, you know, it, you should honor if you build someone's credit card, you should honor the sale. You know, I mean, I it's know. an old. It's old. It's an old tenant of business. It's as marked. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They get, I mean, this is what good business does. Well, obviously they're not good business, and you guys should give your business to them. Plus, I don't trust okay. the internet yet. Well, listen, guys. Uh, let's let's hope for the best. You know, whatever you got to do out oh. there, novenas, whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm hoping for the best. 
we'll see what happens. And uh, just like, you know, just, just play hockey, good, clean hockey, and, and enjoy it. You know, it's an experience for them because they haven't been there in 20 years, and this is the team that's finally made it, and, and we'd like to see our guys get a Stanley Cup. But it's experience, too, and, and we're only going to get – I think we're only going to get better. I think so, too. All right. Um, Good luck. All right. Have fun in L.A., Jim. Thank you, Margaret. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, Take buddy. Care. Good Bye-bye. Night. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, folks. All right. We're ready to go to war. Now, Let's do it, did boys. you see – did you – did you happen to read before we go real quick? I just did you happen to read the New York Post today? I don't read. You don't read. No, I don't. Read, right. I don't read the newspapers. No. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, I'd like you to know that Dancing Larry Brooks picked the New York Rangers to win this series in six games. Well, he has to keep those exclusives with Glenn Sather going. And second of all, there was an excellent article about the. Almost the draft of Henrik Lundqvist that almost wasn't. Very oh. very interesting article. Don Maloney was the assistant GM at the time. Sather had just taken over, so Maloney was running the draft. The head of scouting, who's I forget his name, I believe his last name was Martin. He didn't want to pick Lundqvist. And I get—I think it was the director of, or the head of European scouting, kept pushing Lundqvist and pushing, and the guy kept saying no. And Don Maloney just happened to spot a magazine that was sitting on the table that had Henrik Lundqvist ranked as the number one European goaltender, and said, and basically said to this guy, "Is this the guy you've been talking about?" And he says, "Yeah." And he said, "Well, why haven't we drafted him yet?" And he said, "Because the this guy Martin doesn't like him." And Maloney overrode his decision and drafted Lundqvist. And Lundqvist sat there for two days thinking he was going to get drafted in the fifth round and just kept sitting there and sitting there and sitting there until finally the Rangers grabbed him. Wow. Interesting story. Yeah, it was a very good it was a very good article. Well, now I don't have to read it. You told me a story. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, story, yeah. Uncle Jimmy. And now you'll call your friends and go, hey, did you read that story? i got to tell you about this story yeah. I heard about the post. Today. I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so anyway, so that's very good. I, I'm not going to make a games prediction. I'm just going to say I do think the Rangers are going to do this. I just think, I think they have Henrik Lundqvist going for them. I just think, I, I think... Well, you get a team like this on a roll, players that just have an it factor to them, and right now he's got it. Martin St. Louis got it, and I just think I just think they're going to do it. I just think they're going to do it. I've seen this before. I've seen this look before. I think uh, this is Henrik's I'm time. I'm not going to make a prediction as well. But I think uh, all things have been aligned this whole playoff, and um, I think the Rangers will will come out victorious. Uh, I don't know what fashion it's going to happen. Um, I just think that it's I'm going to enjoy it, and I and, and like just like at the top of the show, as long as they just lay it all out there and 
play as hard as they can. I'm proud of this team. I'm proud to be a fan of this team. I'm proud to be associated with the people of Blue Shirt Underground Radio, not just the host, but all the fans and all the sponsors and all the uh, uh, people that have, have come on the show, the guests. This is the time for us to enjoy it, to embrace it, to love it, to squeeze it, to hug it. And if we come out winners at the end of this, we're going to have the fucking biggest party you fucking ever see. That's all I'm saying. And let's, let's get this thing go. Uh, next show, what do you think about Sunday, 9 o'clock Eastern? Sounds good. Because that'll be three games in, right? No, two games. Two games. They play Wednesday yeah. and Saturday? Yes. Okay. And then again, Monday. So Sunday's really our only chance. I really feel we... I know you Thursday and Fridays are bad days. This is the Stanley Cup. Maybe we should do a show after every game. Like well, I can probably games. do... I can do Thursday night if you... Uh, we should. I just don't know what time I'll be back. Uh, if you want to set I mean, up a show start... for Thursday night, and I'll call in from wherever I am. Because that's, that's we, we may actually do. be in the car on the way home. Yeah. Well, that, we got to do that because, I mean, this is okay. the family cup. we got to be there. Yeah, and then we can give you a full report from, the, from you know, what, what, what was going on. So how about 9 o'clock Eastern time Thursday night? Sounds good. All right. I'll, I'll talk to you then. Uh, we'll get it set up. Good night, everybody. 